0: The gospel reading this morning is indeed from St. John. And it is chapter 10, verses 22 through 50, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1667. John records Then came the festival of dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter. And Jesus was in the temple courts walking in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews who were gathered around him saying, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I tell you, but you do not believe. The works I do in my Father's name testify about me. But you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to me. They listen to my voice. And I know them and they follow me. And I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus, today being Mother's Day, we, we do honor mothers, and as I said earlier, um, all women we honor Because God has given these special people the ability that most men do not and cannot and will not ever be able to, to perform. I lift up the mothers with empty arms, and I know several in this sanctuary right now are experiencing that. And I know that our Father grieves, and I also know that there, as I said earlier, kind of fumbled on it, but it's near and dear to my heart. I know that there will be a reunion in heaven where we will be face to face with those that have gone before us. And as Ed said today, reading that scripture, there will be no more tears. There will be no more sorrow. Amen? Amen. I was crafting today's sermon. Jesus does talk to those that are accusing him and, and are confronting him there. Uh, and he tells them who he is. and And there is a parallel with moms. Jesus said that he is a uh, he has fed he goes he goes you don't understand who I am because of what I've done but if we take a look at what has Jesus done in his ministry up till now he's fed the multitudes has he not good mothers feed multitudes I know that for a fact my mother did the same and I've seen my wife do the th- the same healing he says I've healed the sick mothers are incredible at healing I miss my mommy a lot of time when I get that, I want my mommy sick. I mean, I am my mommy sick. She make me feel better. You know, mothers are healers. Mother has the title of mom. But she's really a queen amongst men. And she settles sometimes as chief cook and bottle washer and still smiles and still loves and still shepherds. That's how I know, just one of the ways I know that God designed mothers perfectly. And I want to thank him for it. Thank you, Daddy, that it was quite something that you've done. There are some things that moms can't do, though. There's some things that they cannot do. Certainly they are protectors and encouragers, and certainly they do feed you, and they take care of you, and they love you, and they never, ever, ever stop worrying about you but there's times in life when we go out on our own and as Paul is warning the Ephesians there's trouble and there's a evil one out there that wants to snatch you and there is calamity that's coming and a mother cannot protect you from that so then what well yesterday I was asked a question how did i get through the trials that I've had in, in my life, I think specifically it was likely regarding Graham, the passing of a child. How did I get through it? Who did you talk to? Who gave you comfort? What people? What what helped you most? Can you share it? I think it was a, a, a cry out to help me. And after we discussed some things, it came to me clearly that What did I do? Well, it wasn't so much what I did, but I did submit myself to God, and I did immerse myself in God's Word daily in every way that I could. I ate, slept, and breathed Scripture and listened to countless uh, sermons and hours upon hours in the car uh, with... uh, Christian music, right, David? You were a little young for that, but I talked to your brother the other night, he goes, that was my life. We listened to K-Wave all the time, all the time. For 15 years, there were good pastors preaching on there. And then when I wasn't doing that, I was at church, and I was at men's group, and all of these things, not because I'm so wonderful, but because I needed it. I needed that bread that would, that would feed me, that would comfort me. I didn't know how it would do it. It didn't make a lot of sense to me because that same God let my little boy die, but darn it, I was going to push it, and I was going to test him, and I proved it, that there is comfort for one like me in his word. And I'm here as your shepherd to tell you that there is comfort for you in his word too. And I would implore you, eat on days other than Sunday. I know many of you do. Some of you don't. And there's really easy ways to get fed that the uh, portals of prayers out there, you know, each day it takes just so little time, but it will touch you. It will comfort you. You need to eat. And like a good shepherd and like a good mother and like a good father, Paul writes a letter to the Ephesians today, and we hear about that. And he's, he's talking about fierce battles coming. He's saying, hey, kids, I'm not going to be with you forever, just like any parent should do. And I need to prepare you for this. This is what's coming. You need to stay in the world, in the word, and not in the world. Woo. You need to stay in the word because the world's coming, and it's going to chew you up and spit you out. He tells them about his impending imprisonment that he's going to have, impending beatings, all of these wonderful things that he he got to endure, Paul did. The Holy Spirit is telling him of these things to come. And he's he's not telling them so that they go, oh my gosh, you know, I've got such a long way to go, look at him. But he is pointing to the way that he lived through trial and through tribulation, through good times and bad. He walked the talk. He wasn't a burden on them. He told them, My, your blood is innocent on me. I taught you rightly. And when I go, you need to continue on that walk. He warns them, there are wolves that are out there looking to devour you. He says, there are wolves in sheep's clothing. You've heard that. There are outsiders that are seeking to devour you, to persecute you, to put an end to your faith. Some of them subtly and others not so much. He's telling them that there will be insiders, people within this church that will seek to have power of their own. And only then will it reveal themselves as who they were. Not one of you, not one of my sheep, but one of the evil one. He's warning them, it's coming, it's coming. And Paul recounts for their memory again that he provided for himself. That he had taught rightly and lived in a good witness. Again, he reiterates that he did the right thing by them. He taught them correctly. And he admonished them do not leave the faith, even when things get tough. He encourages them that God will see them through all things. He asks them to be patient, to be diligent, to be obedient. And like a good father, somehow in his dialect, he said, don't blow it. Don't blow it. Don't make bad decisions. And so then it leads us to our gospel message this morning from Jesus. And it's interesting that how and where this is happening, that... We see Jesus in um, what they call Solomon's uh, portico, and what that does is it's it's a part of um, of the temple, and it, it's a big area. And the the uh, rabbis would meet there with their followers, and they would ju- talk about things. And so <clears throat> he was being confronted <clears throat> by uh, the Pharisees at this time, and. And, and they were, you know, really in his face saying, you know, speak to us plainly. Don't beat around the bush. Don't give us a line. Are you the Messiah or are you not? Imagine they're talking to God that way. And Jesus answers them, but never the way that they want. And he says to them, look, he says, uh, my works explain who I am. As I just went through that list, I feed the multitudes, just like Moses did. He says, I'm healing the sick. I am the good shepherd. Now, when we hear the good shepherd, the good shepherd, it, it sounds really kind of inane. But when you talk about in, 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 Biblical times, to say a king, a shepherd, he is the shepherd of Israel. That means he's the king of Israel. That he took care of his people. And even in Scripture, God calls on the shepherds as kings. If we take a look at um, uh, Ezekiel 34, 2, it's on page um, 1341 of your pew Bible. I invite you to re- look at, uh, at uh, Ezekiel and I'll just read a couple of, of uh, phrases for you here, because there's a good reason that um, the Pharisees were so mad at him. But he goes in there, and, and he's and they would have known Ezekiel. He would have said he would have read this: "Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel." Uh oh. Prophesy and say to them, "This is what the sovereign Lord says: Woe to the shepherds of Israel who only take care of yourselves." Should not shepherds take care of the flock? You eat the curds, you clothe yourselves with wool and slaughtered the choice animals, but you do not take care of the flock. Read further. He is indicting those who have the audacity to question Jesus as who he is. So here he is. during the Festival of Lights, the Festival of Dedication, also known as Hanukkah. And it is the only time that we really hear about Hanukkah in the Bible. And Jesus is there celebrating with them. If we look at the background of Hanukkah and why this all comes together, Hanukkah for the first time happened in around in the 160s B.C. And in that time in Jerusalem, the Greeks were occupying Jerusalem. Jerusalem. And they were literally cramming down the throats of the Jews, Greek culture. They were forbidding, no, they are saying no circumcision, no food law observance. And they desecrated the temple with a statue of Zeus. Now remember, Paul's admonition, this came much later than that, but Paul said there are people on the outside that want to destroy your faith. And there will be people on the inside that will compromise themselves to destroy your faith. And they had been in the the Ephesians that he's writing to and these Jews had been taught rightly through the ages that God would be with them even in these tough times. They had been shepherded. So what happens? Here the Greeks are occupying Jerusalem. There turns out to be a family by the name of the Maccabees. The Maccabees. And that literally means it translates into the hammer. And the Maccabees took up arms. And the Maccabees hammered away at the greeks over and over and over until well they won their independence from the greeks politically and socially so there was a celebration after they had cleaned and rededicated the temple they had a celebration of lights and they lit a candle and they only had enough oil for that candle to burn one day, and the miracle there that they were celebrating as Jesus was again in the temple was that that burnt for eight days. They're in Solomon's portico. Solomon was the son of David, right? And they're asking Jesus, "Are you the son of David? Another name for are you the Messiah?" In that day that Jesus was speaking to these men, they were under foreign occupation again. The Romans this time. And so it made sense that here's this Jesus guy. He's not a Maccabee. They wanted a hammer. And they knew in that question, I'm going to ask you, are you the Messiah? Because in their mind, the Messiah was coming back and he was going to open a can of you-know-what and whoop them good. And he answers them, "Mm, Hey, if you knew your scripture, you would know that I am. I'm healing. I'm feeding. And I'm leading my people. But you're not my sheep. Because my sheep understand. My sheep hear my voice and they respond. You are the bad sheep. By the way, he could have said to them, you might as well look at Ezekiel on page 13, 34 of your pew. No, they didn't have the pew Bible, but they knew what he was talking about. Not only did he tell them that, he went further on to say, after telling them that they are the sheep that, 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 that <laughs> do not understand, he says, I am the good shepherd, the good king. They would have understood that. Not like we do, oh, shepherd, how nice, you know. Dirty, uneducated. No, king, shepherd, guiding of the people. He said, I'm feeding, I'm healing the good king that shall rule forever and ever. And then he says, I and the Father am one. And that's where our scripture ended today. But I would invite you to read further on because at that point in time, they tore their gowns and they wanted to kill him right then and there. He convicted them. They knew who they were in relationship to Jesus. They knew who they were in relationship to God. That's an example of outside influences, evil. That's always prowling around trying to steal your faith. There's outside influences today that are trying to steal your happy, that are trying to destroy you, your families, your relationships, even this church. There is an outside occupation of people that are cramming culture down our throats. And we're looking for a Maccabee. And we already have one. His name is Jesus. And so, for you who believe, you who believe, when you were baptized, he claimed you right there. And when he was crucified, Christ in him crucified is what we preach, he paid it all. He paid for you, he paid your ransom. And he is the good shepherd. And he is mighty. And he does live in here with you, in your heart. And he does speak to you with his word and his scripture. And he does meet us each Sunday at the altar through the simple elements of the bread and the wine and his word combined with the Holy Spirit in your faith. He meets you each and every day, and he keeps his promise that no matter what is going on in that world, your world and further, he promises that you will not, that you cannot be snatched out of the good shepherd's hand. In the name of Jesus, amen.